Log Talk Radio. Welcome to Arizona Boomer Radio with the Boomer and the Babe. Arizona Boomer Radio gives voice to 1.4 million boomers throughout the Grand Canyon State and beyond. Each show has a different guest and a different topic. We hope you enjoy the relaxed, conversational style of the show. Nothing fancy, just boomers sitting around the table talking about stuff. Now here are the hosts of the show, Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Coming to you from the Health and Heart Expo in Sun City, Arizona, from the beautiful Sundial Recreation Center, sponsored by the Sun City Visitors and Information Center. We're going to have a lot of guests coming by today. We've got several of them scheduled already, and we're just kind of waiting for them to drop by. Uh, Amongst the guests that we're going to be having, undoubtedly, was going to be Mr. Paul Herman who is the executive director of Visitor Center and responsible for this event today. A few other people that have been here today and are going to come by are some of the various Alzheimer's associations, Alzheimer's centers, and so on, uh, caregivers, associations that are here. We have all kinds of uh, health people here. Uh, area on agency on aging is right across from me. We have the Lions Club and so on. Oval Baker. Many of them are here to demonstrate their wares and let everybody know about what they have to offer. So, uh, with that being said, we're going to just kind of back this down a little bit while some of them come to the table, so to speak. Waiting for them to come on by based on the right set up this morning, and hopefully they'll, uh, they'll all be coming by sure. So with that, please stay with us, stand by, and we'll be back with some guests very shortly. And we're and we're back. We have somebody that's going to be coming along very shortly to talk to us about 
Okay, and we've got our we've got our first guest, and her name is Annette McCarty. Yes. Annette McCarty. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful today. It's a great day in Sun City, Arizona, and you're a Coldwell Banker. I'm with Coldwell Banker Residential Brokerage here in Sun City, and it has just been a fantastic year. The prices are increasing, so for homeowners that are looking to sell, there's really been an increase in the market. It was a little bit depressed there the, for a couple of years, but everything has been coming back to sale. There's a lot of, there's, there seems to be a lot of inventory out there now. I mean, I, I know I live here in Sun City, and the, where I'm going down the road, I'm for sale sign, for sale sign, for sale sign, one right after another, it seems. Uh, the oldest generation, the original generation of Sicilians are frankly dying, becoming more infirm, not being able to take care of the house, be back in with the kids, whatever the case might be, creating a lot of inventory here, isn't it? There is a slight increase in the inventories, although last year, uh, it, it is really comes down to time of year, where people feel that if they would like to try to sell their home, this is the time of year where there's more visitors, so they give it a go. So it's as much, it's as much a function of season and number of people in town as it is the fact that prices are going up. Absolutely. It, it's very much seasonal where you have our wonderful weather. And they will come to see if it's their time to move and retire in Arizona. Uh, do, is, how much of a difference is there in the population of Arizona from winter months to summer months? It used to be that this place is almost a, almost a ghost town in the summer, but that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. It really seems like there's about a 30% increase at minimum during the winter months. The, uh, it used to be also that the, the younger people that were here would go back to wherever they came from for the avoid the hot summer. But now we have more and more people that are actually Arizonans, so to speak, moving into Sun City for the lifestyle and the great place. And they're here year-round, and they stay here, don't they? Many are enjoying the lower taxes, the ability to take day trips up north if they do want to cool off without having to make the drive maybe 1,500 to 3,000 miles away. The drive gets old after a while. <laughs> it's a lot easier to go an hour and a half or two hours north to get some uh, pine trees in cool country. Get that fine smell, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and then uh, if people want to get hold of you at Coldwell Banker, how can they do it? Coldwell Banker Residential Brokerage has their office at the corner of 99th and Bell on the southwest corner. Please come visit us. Uh, anyone there is welcome, friendly, and would love to help you. Thanks for being with me today, man.
And that was Annette McCarty with Cowell Banker and uh, good information about buying property in Sun City and also good information about Cowell Banker. Thanks, Annette. Take care. And as soon as Paul gets down off the stage making his announcement, uh, we're going to have Paul come down here and we're going to talk about this ongoing process that he has here uh, as the Visitor Center Executive Director and the expos that he puts on during the uh, during the uh, during the <laughs> I'm standing up waving and he waved back. Paul's <laughs> uh, on his Paul's on his way. Here you go, Paul. Let's just just grab that microphone there. You know how to do that. Hello, Pete. How are you doing? Uh, I just wanted to visit with you again, as we always do at these expos. What's uh, what's what's the good news here today? Well, the good news is good news is tons of people have come through already in the uh, two hours we've been here. Unfortunately, I've had uh, three or four of the vendors pack up and go home because we're out of all their goodies. Well, it doesn't take long here, does it? <laughs> no. What did you What did you call it? Strange. Well, I, I keep announcing that trying to get our visitors to remember that it's not just Senior Trick or Treat Day. Yeah. Right. Stop and talk to the vendors, find out what they have to offer. Uh, the idea is you might not need it today, but who knows what tomorrow's going to bring? Yeah, a little bit of eye contact while you're while you're sharpening up the product. Yeah, that's that's about <laughs> it. That's about it. Uh, how many years have you been doing this now? I've been at the Visitor Center over 10 years now. Right. So uh, I think I started the Expos back in 04. So that would be about... <laughs> yeah. Back, no, back no, I, I think we've been doing the Expos for eight years now. Uh, and they're kind of fun, but uh, this one's a lot smaller than a couple in the past. I think I... I normally have all the nonprofits outside in the mall area, and they're thrilled to death to be inside for this expo because it's a little bit nippy out there it in the a, mall area. It is. it is a little cool, no doubt about it. So, again, you've got uh, Sunshine Services as one of your major sponsors. Yeah, Jim uh, Sinclair and Sunshine Services has been a sponsor of ours probably the last six, seven years, and we really appreciate that because. Uh, be honest with you, Pete, we do these as a fundraiser for the Visitor Center, which right. helps support us. So um, we're hoping that the residents will get something out of it, but we profit from it, too, so we can continue doing our work uh, promoting our community around the nation. I was just talking prior to your being here with one of the representatives from Coldwell Banker right next to me, and we had a short discussion, uh, all that, albeit not too in-depth with regard to uh, the fact that the housing in Sun City there at this time of year, there's a lot of houses for sale and a lot of great prices, even though the prices are starting to rebound, still great market there. Yeah, and there's not as many houses as we had a, a year or so ago. The uh, selection is getting a little bit short. Prices are going up, which we're happy to see. Um, I'm finding a lot of People coming in the visitor center from Canada, which to me is a great, uh, great deal because they're they put they paid a full price to the rec centers and everything, and they're only here six months out of the year for wear and tear on the equipment. And sure, sure. <laughs> it's kind of a nasty way to look at it, but it's true. <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a 
a fact of life. I mean, if if you're here, you're using. If you're not, um, that's one less one less body that's going to be causing it to wear out. Yeah, yeah. But we're few less divots on the golf course. That's right. That's right. The the nice thing is. And as the recreation center, the Sun City gets involved in marketing along with the visitor center now, and that'll really kick into gear probably by this fall. Uh, we are going to be in a better opportunity because of the funding we'll have now. And Sun City is still the best value going nationwide. So uh, the more avenues we have to get that word out, the better off we're going to be because. The, the greater the demand for our community, the greater our price will be on our homes and everything else. Uh, the, uh, the houses that are for sale uh, and are purchased, are they being purchased by the, the baby boomer generation, or is it uh, still people that have retired late or moving it, looking at a second home? Uh, what is what is that demographic look like? Uh, that's a question I wish I could answer more specifically, Pete, and it's something I'm part of the communications committee with the rec centers, and I'm hoping that by this fall we can start having them gather more information so we can have answers to those questions. Uh, Jan Eck is using the uh, figure now, and Jan is the general manager of the rec centers, of our average age being 72. I think that number, though, is... To me, a little misleading. I use about 73 and a half, and I have for years. I think the 72 is coming in because we've got kids that are inheriting mom and dad's houses. They're going into assisted living or uh, some kind of a living center. The kids aren't moving. They aren't living here, but their age is what's skewing that number and bringing it down. Because they may be the, they may be the homeowner. They may be the, they're a homeowner. They could be renting it. Or who knows at this point in time. So uh, I think that number is a little misleading, and I think 73 and a half is a little more accurate. Well, it's obviously come down. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's come down like, somewhat significantly, I would imagine, but, over the past several years. Yeah, but even there, I look at it, and I go back to, uh, was it 2008 before the economy tanked? We sold 2,600 homes, changed hands in some city. That's 10% of our homes. Well, if all of those people were 55, which obviously they weren't, right. it still leaves 90% of us getting a year older, like you and me. So, you. so that number really isn't going to be affected a whole lot, that right. average, right. unless we end up with some kind of a epidemic that wipes out 25% of our people or something, but uh, so, I mean, it's going to take a lot to move that figure uh, realistically. Now, one of the things I started doing, and I just put on, I just put it on our website last night, I have a survey that I'm taking that uh, I'm going to try to put out 10 or 12 questions each month, trying to gather some information on demographics and things. So I put one up there last night. It's 12 questions long, and uh, just basic things. Um, it takes probably two minutes to click the boxes, and there's no essays or anything because I don't want to have to read them. <laughs> and then each month I'll tally the uh, results and post it on the website. You don't want to know what they think. You don't want to know what they are. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
Yeah, because if you ask somebody around here what they think or how's your health, you could be in an hour of conversation. They're going to tell you. They're going to tell you. No doubt about it. The the, the fact that the page is coming down somewhat uh, for any number of reasons, uh, of which you've mentioned a couple, uh, that I think will only only continue. I don't I don't see that as all of a sudden stagnating. I think it'll always continue to move down to a point and then it will I think it's still got a little ways to go. I, I think the big thing that's hurting that from happening is the fact that nowadays people don't have pensions. Right. Uh unless you have stocked away a nice nest egg, uh the average guy can't retire at fifty five. Right. Uh, they can't even retire until they're 65 because that's when Medicare kicks in, and right. most people can't afford private insurance, health insurance. Very true. So we're going to be working much longer, and the younger folk now, I think their Medicare eligibility has been pushed up to 67 or 65 and a half, or 66 and a half, moving on to 67. And who knows what our Congress will do if they do anything about right. anything? Right, right, right. <laughs> well, that's always that. Um, the, the, what, what does the business climate look like in uh, in, in Sun City? I, I know there's a lot of strip malls. Uh, some of them have a fair amount of vacancies in them. Uh, what, what, is, uh, what does that look like? What is your what is your view on those? Uh, yeah, we have 16 strip shopping centers in Sun City. We needed them back in 1960, 1970 when we were first created because there was absolutely nothing else out here around us. Uh, we don't need them right now, and it's going to be hard to fill them all because unless a person has some kind of a niche business that caters to seniors, it's going to be tough. Uh, one of the things I'm hoping to do is find a resident of Sun City, uh, seasonal or full-time, it doesn't matter, who has background in economic development because it's not my expertise. I'm looking for somebody who can help with that. We have a super favorable climate for businesses to move into this community. Whether it be retail, it doesn't have to be. Uh, we're sitting with an IG, old IGA grocery store that's been vacant for seven, Ever, seven eight years, yeah. whatever it's been, that would make a great call center if somebody wanted to do something like that in here. Drop a ceiling, bring in some new phone lines, and they would have a ton of potential employees of residents in Sun City looking to drive your golf cart to work, work four hours, and go oh, home. Oh, yeah. uh, they aren't looking for insurance. They're not looking for benefits. They're not looking for huge salaries. they just looking for something to do. Well, it was interesting. I, this thing popped up. I, I swear, I mean, I'm in this particular shopping center over at uh, uh, 99th and Bell uh, all the time. I mean, I always run through it now. Get a subway sandwich, something on and, and out of out of what seems nowhere, and I, they've been there for a few months apparently, is that uh, that this bakery store. Yes. Yeah. Intamin's. Uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I looked at that thing and I said, well, I don't know where the heck that came from, but this is just cool. Yeah. They used to be located on Bell Road, much further east, down at about 50, 50th, 52nd, somewhere in there. And I think I was in there the other day, too, and they're doing tons of business because where they were located before was stuck back in a corner of an L-shaped shopping center. I, I meant to ask the gal the other day when I was in there, but they were busy. 
what it's done for their business, because it has to have multiplied it many times over. And that's a perfect example of a niche market that's that right. you're talking about. That's I right. mean, let's face it, there's no, there's no bigger bargain hunter than senior citizens and retirees, <laughs> as witnessed by the fact that we're here today and they're looking for all the freedom. Uh, the reality is that if you have a market, or uh, you have a market that is built in for something that if it's a bargain, if it's a value, if it's something they can use uh, as good as you can possibly be, as good as you can possibly be to being uh, to being a uh, a guaranteed winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've got people that a lot of them all they have is a golf cart. They're right. not they're not leaving Sun City for their shopping. Right. So uh, to be able to come in with that type of store was a, a great coup on their part. And I'm sure one of the things you'll look at when we look at our shopping centers, Pete, is you look at the shopping centers along Grand Avenue or along Bell Road, those are the ones that are pretty well full. It's the other ones within the community that are really hurting. And when you're on Grand Avenue and Bell Road, they're picking up traffic going through, heading from Phoenix out to Surprise, either direction. So... Uh, it's the other ones that we need people in. Exactly. And whether it be a shopping center or the, the scary thing is, I think a lot of these, these small strip shopping center owners have no incentive to get them leased. I don't know. I don't know what the legal stuff is, but I think a lot of them are writing stuff off. It's a it's a loss for them. Big deal. Well, I, I that's what amazes me, and it's not just Sun City, but you look around at some of these brand-new, never-been-built-out properties yeah. in strip centers. I mean, we could go up, we go to a pizza joint up at uh, Union Hills in 91st Avenue. Yeah. And on the, on the east east side of 91st, south side of Bell, you look in there, and there's all these brand-new buildings, never had a sign on them. Yeah, never had a tenant. Never had a yeah. tenant. Yeah. yeah, sort of like never, never got a dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and I just don't understand it. I, I said they would rather let them go vacant than rent them for right. a good price. And and the one other thing I'm looking at, I I really wish I could get into some of these places and see if somebody would bulldoze one or two over and put something else in. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see a motel in Sun City. Technically, we don't even have a motel in Sun City. Right. right. The one that's called Best Western in Sun City is in Youngtown. Yeah. <laughs> and and the other thing the other thing is, too, I mean, it, it, there are different types of motels in hotels. Yeah. I mean, there are, and I'm not going to start naming names, but some of them are a little higher end, and... There's some of them that are on the low end, and I don't know that that's what we want here. As far as uh, as far as the types of hotels, yeah, the, yeah, the low end is not. Yeah, we don't need any no tell hotels. Yeah, or another assisted living center of some kind well, would be uh, appropriate for our type clientele. But sure. uh, but those are some of the things that we need. But I'd love to get involved with economic development if I could find somebody who'd like to come alongside and. So that tutor me on that, if you want to call it that, because we, we need it. Uh, and as we do more marketing, like I said, with the rec centers and myself, I hope we can reach out to different people like that if they come in here. Because it is 
in, in a sense, it's an eyesore. If somebody's thinking about moving here and they're driving through town and see these shopping centers that are two-thirds empty, uh, you, you've got to wonder if they're not wondering, is this whole community going to fold? That's right. Is this, is this just the death knell of the, of the area? Yeah. Which I don't think yeah. it is. Oh, no. But uh, it, it just doesn't do much for the retail the retail business. Right, right. So I, it, it, you're right. They've got to. They've got to change. Uh, the, the people that are looking for a location, after they should consider this place. Yeah. Well, you look at it from this tax standpoint too, Pete. We're not a city, so we're not paying city taxes. Right. We're an unincorporated community, so whatever they're paying is Maricopa County tax. So it's got to be a boom to them just from the tax standpoint to locate exactly. here in Sun City. Yeah. But how do we get that word out to them to let them know how attractive we are? That's where I need my help. Sure, sure. And I and I also have a sense that a lot of these, because something's been here for as long as I've a lot of these structures need to have some retrofit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, that, and I don't know that the landlords are particularly interested in getting involved in retrofit. That's right, that's right. And you've seen some of them, uh, Laurent Shopping Center, whoever owns that one, I can't think of their name. They put some money into it a few years ago with uh, additional lighting, and they redid the parking and striping and everything else. So they put some money into it. I know they've got a couple of good tenants in there uh, that have long-term leases that I've talked to, so they're looking to be around for a lot longer. But uh, now we need to get the word out, get some more of this stuff in. The old IGA that's been closed, like we said, for so many years, and you couldn't go back in there with the grocery store without redoing that whole thing, I'm sure. Right. Uh, it could be power. It could be everything. So right. we'll see what happens. Well, I'm familiar with the with the former Safeway store down on 107th Avenue in Peoria down there, and, and I know when uh, the previous tenant who's in there now went in, I to redo all the copper because the copper had been stolen and everything yep. else. The guy, it's just been bastardized. I mean, it's just been ripped up. All the, the wiring and everything was yeah. gone because people were getting in there and stealing it. And it took thousands, thousands, thousands of dollars yeah. for him to bring that back just, up. Just to get it habitable again, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So bring it up the code. Yeah. Up the code. Yeah. And that's, and that's, a, that's a bit of a problem, but still at that, I, I would think that a tenant, a landlord, would want to have a tenant that would be willing to if not do it, certainly sharing it uh, so they can get in and get in at a good price. And that's that, right. And especially some of these places are probably patient. Yeah, cut, cut me a break the first couple of years until I can get on my feet and yeah. then we yeah. can work on the, the rent after that. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's, uh, it's the old chicken or the egg. It's yeah, what comes first? Exactly. Does the tenant exactly. fix the place or does the landlord fix the place or who does what? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, maybe that's what, maybe that's the task. Let's try to find a package. Then maybe it's a sharing package. <clears throat> Excuse me. Have the ownership sign up, sign up for the sharing package, and then go find the tenant to match it. Yeah, that might yeah. be interesting. You know, yeah. see how many see how many landlords, how many owners you can get to agree to a sharing package to renovate, whatever the case might be. Going in, going in. This is what these are the. These are the concessions I'm willing to make as a, as an owner. Mm-hmm. And if you will partner with me, then we can help you, and I'll give you so much 
break or whatever the piece might be. Yeah. Like, like time. But, but if that if that all has if that any way that could be somewhat negotiated up front before anybody even takes a look at the building, yeah. that might be I, I, I think the scary thing is though we have a lot of these strip shopping centers that are owned by absentee owners where it's yeah. hard to even get a hold of them. Sure. I know the Promenade Shopping Center years ago, and I think it has changed hands because the visitor center used to be up there, was owned by uh, Westmark, which does huge shopping centers. And then they were purchased by like a bigger company out of California, and they don't even know these little strip shopping centers are in their portfolio of properties. Exactly. <laughs> I have no clue. What's this little ricky thing thing over here in the yeah, city, yeah. sitting on a corner? And, and that's almost the same way we are with our zip code problem. Uh, everybody with an 85351 zip code they know is in Sun City. But if you have a zip code of 85373, it has the name Sun City attached to it. But I would say 70% of the people with that zip code don't live in Sun City. They're in the city of Peoria. Well, if you're ever going to get that zip code changed, that 85373 changed, make sure that you check with me first, because I want to make sure I'm all out of my business cards and letterhead before you change it. Well, if 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 it were to happen, and it, I don't see it happening, even the city of Peoria has pulled the plug on it, they don't care. The post office is just trying to keep their head above water, so they could care less, too. I'm the only one that really affects or the guy who buys that house thinking he's in Sun City, it's not like I just bought a size 38 pair of pants and I forgot I'm a 40, and you take it back and exchange it. Right. If you just plunk down 175000 or $200,000 for a house, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, we have a bunch of real estate people. They're just looking to sell a house to make a commission to uh, take a cruise or buy their grandkids a nice Christmas present. There you go. It's, uh, it's, it's not a good situation, but I don't see anybody coming on board to help with it. Uh, uh, so. you're, you're just rolling this boat by yourself. One or one or less than those who go in circles because they're holding his big wheels. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I tell you. Paul, it's always fun talking to you. I'm glad you could take the time. I, hey, I gotta, always a pleasure. i got to run around here and see where some of the other people are that said they were going to come by. All of a sudden, they get they get camera shy, microphone shy. <laughs> well, you've never had that problem with me. No, I know that. I can always depend on, always depend on Paul. <laughs> okay, Pete, thank you very much. Right. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Have a great day. Have a good expo. Okay, well, that was the executive director of the Sun City Visitor and Information Center. And I got a guy trying to get away from my table here, and I got to talk to him. Uh, so uh, we're going to just uh, uh, turn this down for a few minutes, and we'll, we're waiting for some of the other folks to come by. Thanks for listening. Stay with us.
And we're back at the Health Heart Expo in Sun City, Arizona, with another guest and old friend of ours. Uh, operative word there is old. No, not really. Hi, Pete. Is it Chuck Strange? And uh, you represent something called Max Save Card. Only now it's not really Max Save Card anymore. It used to be a medic card, but now it's. Uh, Come into the uh, 21st century and it's uh, gone mobile. Tell us about it. Max Save Card's gone mobile. Still the same great discounts and uh, great business opportunities. Uh, but now on everybody's iPhone or Android phone or Android pad, no more cards to carry. What is, for those that don't know, what is Max Save Card? What is, what is the principle of, uh, of, the, uh, of the business? The original business we started a little over two years ago was schools were selling cards. We would have cards that were good for a year. Schools would sell them, and they would make money. The kids would make money on them. And we finally realized that people were tired of carrying these cards around, and when they do carry them, that's what we to use them. So we decided to go mobile with it. We just put the program together just recently, and now subscribers subscribe free. They pay no money to be subscribers. So it's completely flip-flop from when they used to buy the cars, because now it's free for them. The businesses are all on free for three months while we build up our subscriber list. For instance, if you went to Larry, Larry Miller Toyota with his car, you had over $400 worth on your car, you'd get a free rental car. You go there to uh, Texas Roadhouse, you get a free uh, Texas blue, big blue millennium, uh, by sorting your mule. There are about 200 businesses which are all giving discounts for specials. I suggest they don't give discounts. They say if they're pretty slow on Thursday, they offer a Thursday special. Get some customers in their, in their location. So what, what happens to track if uh, uh, when the, their three months of free is up? What, what, does it, uh, what is the cost of the business at that time? We, we do, haven't got a cost set yet. It's going to be a nominal cost. It's going to depend on how many subscribers we have filled up at that time. Right. Uh, right now, we've probably got 2,000. Uh, and it'll be up for business again. They can see if they've been benefiting off this three months and they're getting free. It's going to be a nominal fee, a quarterly fee, and they can decide at that time if they want to stay or not. Now, if somebody doesn't have an Android phone or they don't have an iPhone or they don't have any phones that uh, that they can get to the Max Save Card mobile, uh, mobile plan, uh, is the card that they have still good? The card, last card out expires this June. Okay. After that, the card will no longer be of any value. Uh, people will just have to go to www.opalgoldaz.com, and all we ask for is the first name, and they make up a password, so they'll never need it again. We, we don't want any of their per, personal information. We won't spam them. We won't send them junk mail or anything like that. Uh, they have an Android phone. They can just go into their Android app, and the Gold MG Mobile Gold app is already in there for the Android phones. They can also go on their computers and find the office if they don't have an Android or an iPhone. So the only way to access it is going to be via the phone. Correct. I mean, eventually, everybody's going to have these phones anyhow, if they were already. If you don't have one, your kids do, or your Guy said actually has got one. Right, right. But we figured out 93% of the people now are getting the newer phones. So now I'm a restaurant, and I'm offering uh, 
a buy one, get one on uh, Thursday because my business is so slow. And uh, I find out about that through my iPhone or my Android phone because I want to go, go eat at the Chuck's Steakhouse uh, for the strangest steak in town. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then I walk into Chuck's Steakhouse and I say, all right, I have... I put your coupon on my Android phone. Is that the process? Yes. And, and they say, okay, very good. We'll do that on Earth, and away we go. Right. And then uh, I get my buy one, get one from, right. from your steakhouse. Where are you going to open your steakhouse, my boss? <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're big here in Phoenix area. Uh, also, we're very big in Tucson. Uh, Couple other states are still using the back state part principle, but they may be switching over to what we're doing now. Now, is Arizona the first place where they're going with the uh, mobile? First place with down mobile, yes. You mean to tell me that the state of Arizona is actually ahead of the rest of the country in something? Yes, sir, you got it. <laughs> but uh, talking with the businesses that have come along to this program, they love it. They said that they're already seeing results, where they, they, they just really think they got much out of the car. But we had the guard there right at the free, so it was possible. Right. But they, they have been telling me that they'd rather pay, pay something because they get a lot more back from the bus. Well, that's great. I mean, it, it sounds like it's a, a of a program, but if I had a restaurant, I'd say put me on it. <laughs> and it's not just restaurants. We have, we have all the fitness ones on there. We have uh, any type of business, uh, bowling alleys, anything like that. Well, like that. Right, right. Very good. Well, good information, I tell you. And so anybody can get hold of you or how? How does that happen? All they need to do is go to www.mobilegoldaz.com. Or if you've got an Android phone, you'll find your app right there. Sign up for it. Mobilegoldaz.com. That's correct. If you don't have an Android phone. Correct. Okay. Very good. Excellent. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. Take care. Uh, Mr. Chuck Strange talking about... MobileGoldAZ.com used to be Max Safeguard. Now it's all on the mobile phone. So uh, coming into the 21st century, and uh, glad to have it happen. We'll be back again with another guest very shortly.
as promised, we are back again with another guest. Uh, this time, we're going to talk a little bit of silver and gold investing. And my guest here is Phil Gorman, uh, and he works for an outfit called Swiss America. Correct. Uh, tell us, what is Swiss America, Phil? Well, Swiss America is a gold and silver company. We are a national company uh, located here in Phoenix been in business about 31 years, and what we do is you can buy and sell gold uh, with us. You can also coins and bars, and if you have an IRA or a 401k, we can also show you how to put physical gold and silver into your retirement accounts. We did a show, oh, I'm going to say a week ago, and uh, the woman wrote a book, and I'm, geez, I'm trying to think the money, the name of it. Because uh, Rethinking Money. I think that was the name of the book, Rethinking okay. Money. Have you heard of the book? I, I actually have. And uh, she was talking about complementary currencies mm-hmm. is what she was discussing. And it wasn't whether or not it was uh, a dollar backed by uh, gold or whatever. It, it was it was almost, and, I, and it wasn't bartered, yeah. but it was almost a trade for services kind of a situation. And um, she was saying that that type of a a business or that kind of a a network Mm -hmm. works well so people can save their golden green American. Exactly. Have you ever heard anything about that type of stuff? Well, I've run across a couple customers of mine in in some remote towns. You know, I've heard about it in upstate New York, and I've heard about it in Montana and Idaho where some local communities are just trying to, one, keep business within their community, and two, try to save people some money. So because of it, there, you know, there's, a lot of diff- there's a lot of fear about the dollar and how the dollar's declining and the value of it and, and the inflation that we're experiencing right now. It's like the biggest thing we're watching right now is the Federal Reserve. They have approved $85 billion a month to be printed. Well, when you print that kind of money, and with no ending date in sight, you're putting a lot of money with no backing out in the system, and you're just devaluing your dollar. And that's where gold and silver have helped to keep up with inflation. The value of gold and silver has gone up an average of about 14% a year every year for the last 10 years, and has helped people you know, at least keep the value of their money. What is an ounce of gold valued at now? Uh, today it's at $1,650 an ounce, and silver's right at $31 an ounce. $1,651 an ounce. So that tells me mm-hmm. that if you've got a bunch of old jewelry, mm-hmm. gold jewelry, uh, laying around, maybe some broken piece, broken parts or whatever, How's uh, a good time possibly to take it into uh, some kind of a, a business that buys gold? Yeah, not that? not a bad place right now, but the issue is most people are holding on to it because as we continue to experience the inflation, we are, and it you know most economists think five, ten years up more of it, it's going to get much higher. But if people have, I'm, I'm just yeah, yeah, I'm not trying. To oh sure, be negative here. I'm just I'm playing a little devil's advocate with you. Uh, if people have gold, yes, in some form or shape or another, absolutely, it's all good stuff. But they need the money. Yeah, uh, that is yeah, a good time. I mean, now's a good time because it's not going to get it. It's 
probably not going to go down. If you can afford to wait, it'll probably go higher. Yeah. But if you need it, it's not a bad time. It's not a bad time if you need to cash it in. And these gold brokers, what do they normally take as far as a percentage? What percentage of of the $1,600 an ounce do they normally take? It varies. What what we always suggest is that you check around. Don't just take it to the first place you see. Get two, three, four estimates, and then go to the one who's going to give you the most money for your gold. Right, right. You know, when we do coins, we do the same thing. You know, you can shop them around, bring them back to us, and most people end up coming back to us. We, we give a pretty fair price for it. It's just the way we do business. So now, I saw your little display case over there. You've got several several coins in there. Uh, what what are some of those coins? What do they? Uh, where are they from? What do they represent? Well, most of the coins that we have uh, that we sell. Uh, and just to kind of give you an idea, we have a, a wide array of coins that we sell, both old and new which are bullion coins and numismatic coins. Uh, The most popular ones are the numismatic coins uh, because of the return on investment. They're much higher, plus the safety and security of those older coins. Uh, But we do offer mostly American coins. We do have some foreign coins, maple leaves from Canada, Cougarans from South Africa. But the main ones we sell are Liberties and St. Gaudens, which used to be our currency back in the 1800s and 1900s. Now, where do you get those coins? Uh, we have people that sell them back to us. We get them from estate sales. Uh, we have wholesalers that we buy them from. So a lot of different sources. And like you, like you said, people who need to sell their coins, they will bring them in and sell them. And then we just put them right back out and resell them. So uh, when when you're selling uh, when you're selling the coins, then the person actually takes possession of the coins. That is correct, I mean, unless they do it in their retirement account. If they do it in an IRA, we have to store and maintain it for them by law. Okay. But if you're buying them direct, we're going to ship them right to your doorstep. So they're then the first that they're going. Yep. To, they're responsible for the security of that coin. Uh, be it a safe deposit box or under the mattress. Correct. Whatever they want to do. That's correct. They're going to do with as they so choose. That is correct. And then when they're ready to sell back, we have a buyback program. So we like to give them a two-way street. Gives gives the customer a lot more comfort knowing they have a place to sell back. If some if somebody comes to you and buys a coin from you, yep. and then they decide that uh, at a later date they want to uh, they want to go ahead and they want to sell it back to you, uh, is it are chances good, fair, or not at all that they're going to get their full value of that coin from what they paid for it from you? Depending on the timing of it and what gold and silver do in that time period. They're, most people are getting their money back and then some. So that's, if you look at perspective and you look at the last four years where Obama took office back in 2008, since he came into office, you have basically gold going from $800 to $1,650. So you, in four years, under the policies that we've had, unfortunately the inflation has moved up. Gold and silver have also moved up. And that's that's the primary uh, driver then of the gold and silver value is it's what the, the dollar is doing. Value. It's all it's all against the dollar. Yeah, it's all against the dollar. What is the most stable currency in the world today, other than other than 
gold and silver? It's it's a mixture. The International Monetary Fund, what they they're the uh, group in the world that basically looks at all the different currencies in the world and helps if they have to be devalued or what have you, they step in. What happens with them is they've looked at like the Chinese yuan and then uh, several currencies from the Middle Eastern countries because they have a lot of the backing for their currency. Um, people worry about the euro. People worry about the dollar um, and different forms of the dollar. You look at somebody like Venezuela who last week devalued their currency by 33% just because that's how their economy has gotten out of control. And we've seen it with other countries. How do you predict what's going to happen? Or can you? It's hard to. It definitely is hard to. You don't know what our government is going to do. But for one thing, we've lost a lot of companies to foreign to foreign countries. So are we going to actually going to be able to grow our economy? It's going to be tough. Uh, if you look at how we're going to, the government has chosen to print our way out of this mess. And by printing these dollars, could we end up in bankruptcy? Could we end up, you know, just uh, reneging on our debt that we've taken out from other countries? That's possible, too. It's really hard to say. It is hard to say. And folks like you and I don't have much to say about it. All we're trying to do is trying to do, you know, we're doing the best that we can to save what we can and keep what we have. Do the best we can with what we've got. That's exactly it. (laughs) And gold and silver is one way to consider doing it, it. It absolutely is, and we're more than happy to help you out. If anybody is interested, uh, you can contact us directly. We have a, a website directly to uh, uh, myself, Phil Gordon, and Richard Cromwell, and it's uh, it's uh, SwissAmericaShowTeam.com. More than happy to help you out with it. Well, have any questions? Thank you very much, Phil. I appreciate taking time. Appreciate the time this morning. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right, that was... Uh, How much you got to learn today? <laughs> that was Phil Gordon. Yeah, I did. I got to learn a lot of stuff today. That's yeah, right. Thanks, Phil. Like you've had some other guests. Yeah, uh, Phil Gordon with Swiss America. So contact him uh, if you want to have any information about uh, what you can do with your gold or how you can get your hands on more gold. He's the, he's the guy to know. Uh, we'll be back with more guests in just a few minutes.
Okay, we are back, and our guest right now is Ms. Cindy Davis, and Cindy is here, and she's going to talk about things having to do with equity and titles and uh, the market as far as real estate is concerned. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you, Pete. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm glad you're here. Tell me a little bit about what it is that you do, first of all, and then we'll get into some specifics about the market. Sure. I market to real estate agents. And I set seminars for them on classes on how to get more business. I help them make websites and make sure that they're capturing a lot of leads from their websites, that it's not just sitting there. I tell them about blogs right now. Blogs are huge. I teach uh, social media like Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Facebook. And so I just am helping real estate real estate agents trying to get them to get more business. Plus, I would give them market updates on what's going on every month. I send around new graphs on what's going on. And right now, I see a lot of low inventory, houses that are put on the market and are taken within a few days, multiple offers, plus um, the offers are coming in high, and the, the homes aren't quite... Uh, a, getting the the price that they need to do, that they need to get fast enough. Because of uh, when someone appraises it, it's not the appraisal, the appraisal's not appraising it high enough. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the the fact that you're help, helping people do websites and getting gathering information on their website uh, or their blog or whatever, that is very important. I know we're redoing some of our stuff now for uh, our Boom with the Bay Radio Network uh-huh. and putting all kinds of things together. Uh, whether you're a real estate agent, whether you're an automotive repair shop, or you're a uh, internet radio host, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the case might be, it's of utmost importance that you gather the information of who your customer or prospect or follower is. Mm-hmm. Can you give me one, two, maybe three tips on what need, what you need to do to make sure that you can gather that information? Sure. So on a blog, let's say you're doing a blog, um, blogs rate higher on Google, especially if you post to them three times a week. Um, and then give them a little bit of information about your blog or about that article and say, click here to get the whole article. And then they'll have to put their information in, such as their phone number or just their email address and name. The less information, the more likely they are to actually fill it out. So their name and just their email, so you can email them back, is great. And then they can read the full article. So that's good. Plus, um, let, me, let me stop you there. So we'll go to the next one because I want to hear them all, believe me. Uh, uh, at that point now, they've, they've clicked on, they've read the, they've read the teaser part of the article. Right. They're interested as, as all get out there. When they get in, they want to find the rest of it. They go and they click the button and they see that they have to give you your name and your email address. Right. Okay. Now they've done that and there must be a, a finish button or something like that. Does it then go to the rest of the article? Then it submits and goes to the rest of the article. Okay. And then once they submit, you get an email saying this person submitted information. They want more information about that article. Um, and so that you, you captured that information. Otherwise, you would not even know that someone's looking at your website. A lot of um, websites do have analytics on them, so you can see who's clicking on what. But if you can't get that information from them, it's 
really not have that much benefit. Static sites, which means sites that just are one static page and not not doing new blogs and new posts. No interactive stuff. Right, no interactive stuff are really going out. Um, Google's not rating it high, as high. You get much more Google juice with the interactive sites, um, things that have social media links into them and um, that that you post on and, and are giving information out to. Um, then you can also do hyperlinks, a picture saying, click here to get a free estimate of your home, um, what your home value is, and then you'll get more capture information with that. Um, if you want to get information about the new home that's coming on the market because they're going so fast, it, they could click and put their information in, and you can set them up on an auto email to get really accurate information because the things on Zillow and uh, things like that aren't as accurate as the multiple listing service because they have things that are actually under contract, whereas the multiple listing service, it would be real time. Once they're under contract, they're not going to use then it's you saying that it's available. So it, it really is important to have that interaction. Um, I, I, we were just, Deborah and I were just starting to do just recently uh -huh. uh, a map, if you will, of all the things that we have. For instance, we've got Boom in the Cave website, we've got the Blog Talk site, we've got uh, six radio stations, radio shows on our network, uh, we've got uh, an online magazine that we do as uh, the Boomer and the Babe. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And we were starting to physically map this out on a piece of paper of what connects to where, like how are we going to get the, rest, the Google Tunes and all the rest of this stuff. This flaw goes to here, that goes to here, that comes back to here. Uh -huh. And, uh, for instance, I've got a golf show that I do uh, straight down the middle. And we're, we're putting together a website. We're putting together a, um, a YouTube channel. We're putting together uh, – uh, we've got the show on Blog Talk. So we're putting all this stuff together. We have to make sure that they all interlink, don't we? Yeah. Because we want them to be – we want them to be talking to one another, and we want to reference them back and forth to one another via these hyperlinks and so on and so forth, because that helps get our rating on Google and our Alexa rating higher. Correct? It sure does. And make sure you're posting at least three times a week as well on on that site. So I, we've got the boomofthebay.com, uh -huh. and we have a blog section there. So we should blog on that section, or should we have a separate blog? You could blog on that section. Um, plus, to have a separate blog, blog as well that ties into it. So, or you could just use that same one as a front page for your website. A lot of them have the front page being a blog, and then the, the other pages being the sub page. So, yeah, I think that's what we're going to do for the, the new one for the golf show. I think that's what we're going to do. Right. So, and then you could have like um, your news, your radio show, little snippets from your radio show. Have a little commentary of your own about that, and then your radio show snippet under it, and that could be one post, and then just keep going on. Um, but using YouTube is really important because it's one of the highest ranking ones as well. So well, you're Google's getting, owned by YouTube, right? So or YouTube's owned by Google, whatever. Yeah. So you're getting that that Google juice plus your own website as well. So. Any any big site like that, like Facebook, we put some 
things on Facebook. You could put a widget on the side. It's like a tool on the side, a Facebook tool, so that people can easily see what you're doing on Facebook, on your website, and and all the other sites as well, tied on one site. So as a geek note check or whatever. <laughs> Whatever you whatever you're uh, My daughter calls me a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mommy nerd. <laughs> uh, now, you know what? You have all this information, obviously, you have in your head. You could probably sit down and knock this stuff out relatively quickly, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. Uh, and you do this for real fees on a contract basis. No, I just no? call them. They come to my class. They're free. Okay. And I send them out invitations. They come in and... What I'm hoping to do is that they like my escrow officers. I mean, most of them love my escrow officers, so I'm hoping they'll come back and use my escrow officers is what I'm hoping. So you are promoting the equity title company. Right. And you're doing that by giving them free services so they can increase their business. Right. If I feel like if I help them increase their business, They'll bring it back to me, and it really does work. So, do you ever contract your services no. on the side? You no. don't. You don't. You don't go out to. I it? don't think I should mingle with that. Co mingle that together. So, it's. it's um, I love my job, and it makes me happy to help people in, with their business, and they end up helping me with mine. Well, here's what I know. I know for a fact that you've got to be involved in social media. You've got to be involved in blogging. You've got to be involved in all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know that is because my wife tells me. Uh, and and I, I believe what she says. And she is not unlike yourself. She's pretty sad. And uh, the, problem we, the problem we have, frankly, is we've got so much to tie up together and so many loose ends out there that it seems like sometimes it's going to take us forever because we still have our our daily work that we do to try to make a buck. Mm-hmm. And we've got to get something on, something going on this other stuff so we can make more bucks and make it easier for ourselves and get a lot of this stuff to be happening automatically. I, I do think it's great to have a professional help you with that. Sure. So I have some names of people that I hand out after classes, but I also think it's important to know how to work your system just in case that person left because I've seen it happen and they have to start their whole website from scratch. So be, know how to post something. Know how your website works so that you're not stuck doing that. The glasses are almost falling off. The, uh, because that's what, Deborah also helps people build their website. Oh, uh, terrific. She helps, she builds websites. She's built some of our stuff. Um, and she starts to do it. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about uh-huh. that. And, she uses WordPress blog platform with all of her various templates and so on and so forth. I love WordPress. And one thing she does is just what she said, she makes sure that when somebody has their website up and running and everything's good to go, she gives them a little tutorial on how they can get into their website and they uh-huh. can do it themselves. And if you follow these ABCs, you're not going to bollocks it up. But if you do... I will help you, but that's going to be an additional fee. Oh, definitely. So, you know, so, uh, but the reality, the reality is you do need to have professional help. You do need to have somebody do it for you. And it is time-consuming to do it yourself, and there's no guarantee you're going to get it right. Right. So that being said, you're probably better off spending uh, a little bit of money. You don't have to spend a, you don't have to spend a, spend a king's ransom. 
No. A, little, a little bit of money to get some professional help. Right, and they might come up with ideas that you've never even thought about that could bring you some business. So right, right. I would love to have your wife come teach a class. <laughs> I'll tell you you said that. I'm not my only speaker. I have a lot of great speakers. Okay, very good. Now, I I don't know what, uh, one of the favorite things you like to do is not so much the technical stuff, but you love to do uh, a talk on branding, expert talk on branding. Mm -hmm. We've done a a radio show on branding. We've had hundreds and hundreds of downloads of that program. So it's uh, pretty good at what she does. Terrific. I'm going to call her. <laughs> there you go. I'll give you my phone number. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Cindy. I appreciate thank you. Thank you. You take care. Good, good luck in all you do with the, uh, the, the equity title. Is that the name of the company, equity title? Yes, it is. Okay. On 67th Avenue and the 101 and 99th Avenue and Bell. Well, let's give, let's, let's give you some shameless self-promotion. <laughs> uh, how can people contact equity title? Oh, they can give me a call at 602 Seven six nine zero six three seven, and I'm the West Side rep. We have many more uh, branches beyond that, though. Okay. Here in Arizona. Is there, is there a website? It's www.eta-az.com. Very good. Thanks, Cindy. Thank you, Pete. Bye bye. And we're back here at the Expo. This is probably going to be our last guest, as a matter of fact. Uh, it used to be in, in Vaudeville uh, that it was, you had the best place on the bill was the next, the act next to closing. Do you remember that, Robert? Yeah. They used to say that the act next to closing was the biggest uh, the, the biggest place on the bill. I think, I think Pearl Bailey sang a song about that. Yeah, my grandmother told me about Pearl Bailey. Yeah. Your grandmother told you about yeah, right. what, what did she tell you? She told me that uh, she was a good singer. Well, she also sang a song called "She Lost It at I, I Lost It at the Astor." Did you know that? It was a it was a hit song that Pearl Bailey talked she talked about she lost it at the Astor. She wasn't referring to herself. She was referring to a woman that lost it at the Astor. Yeah. And you know what she lost? No. Her mink stole. Her mink stole. <laughs> did somebody stole it? No, she lost it. There. Okay. <laughs> We're talking to Robert Wilson. DJ Robert Wilson provides the music and the tunes of your time, uh, whether it's here or whether it's at all kinds of different events and so on in the in the area. Actually, you're going all over the, all over the map now, aren't you, Robert? Well, mostly in the Northwest Valley. Uh huh. And what kind of what kind of events are you uh, are you performing at or DJing at? However, what are your terms? Is it performance? Or a DJ job? I call it entertainment. Entertainment. Because I interact with my guests. Uh-huh. And, uh, and about a week and a half, I'll be at uh, Arizona Broadway Theater. Very nice. For the first time on the stage. Oh. Backing up the uh, surprise chamber with their community uh, function. I do all kinds of events. I work a lot in retirement homes. I enjoy seeing people remember those songs from the way back. And I've been doing this for senior seasoned citizens for almost 20 years now. I like that. I love it. I enjoy it. Seasoned seasoned citizens. Now, there was a while, not that long ago, if I remember correctly, when you did did something with um, a, a a dance group. 
Yeah, I have a dance group. And, and they and they uh, they do performance dances. They wear costumes, and they're great. They'll do patriotic shows, any kind of show you can imagine. Uh huh. And we have a lot of fun with that. And um, then we get them up dancing. The people after. Well, I've, been, I've done that in several places in the area. So I know you've grown. I know you've grown quite a bit as far as. Uh, okay, uh, Robert's got Robert's got to get up to the uh, get up to the stage. He's got something that he's got to do with his volume up there. I guess on the stage. So. Okay, uh, there he goes. He's, he's got the volume going up. He's controlling, he's controlling the volume on stage of the microphone as well as the music. And kind of just like here, we've got, we've got one person doing it. So we're in a situation to uh, have to handle it by ourselves for the most part. I don't know if Robert's going to get back here or not. So uh, I think what we're going to do at this point is just let everybody know it's uh, Rock, uh, DJ Robert Wilson. Uh, you can look him up by that name, DJ Robert Wilson, probably on Facebook. I believe he's got a Facebook page as well. Uh, as well. So uh, he's available for all types of different uh, events, uh, all different age groups of events. So if you're uh, if you're interested in having having Robert uh, come to your come to your event and provide some entertainment. Um, he's a very good DJ. I've known him for many years. So uh, with that, I think what we're going to do is we're going to close down the show getting ready to put things back in the box, as they say. And uh, we're going to take our show back on the road, and we'll be back again tomorrow with uh, a show from our, our main office, our main studio. Well, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow and hope you can all join us. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to the Movement Debate Show, where we bring interesting conversations to the world. Be sure to follow us on Twitter where we tweet as Boomer and Babe and on Facebook as Pete Peters 47. As always, you can friend us on Blog Talk Radio or sign up for our newsletter at boomerandthebabe.com. Email us at host at boomerthebabe.com with any of your comments. Remember, at 50, you're just getting started. 